We're just hardening it. I've got the trade in front of me. We're just dribbling between our legs back and forth and back and forth. Guys, welcome back to Sharks That Bark, the only place where the sharks bark. <laughs> All right, I'm your host, Benny Basta, joined with co-host Pudge here, and a special guest. We've got uh, Elrod David joining us, also known as the American. We love him here, and we're excited to bring him back onto the pod for the first time, actually. Uh, Elrod, welcome. What's up, y'all? What's up, brother? Good to be here. Anyway, uh, what we're going to jump right in. What we're talking is we're talking James Harden trade. It just happened. Um, Harden is going to the Nets, um, and we're going to jump right in. So I'll just start by talking about where everybody, like everybody who is included in the trade and where everybody's going, and then um, we'll go from there. So um, Brooklyn is receiving James Harden as well as the 2024 second-round pick from Cleveland, which originally belonged to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Houston getting the biggest deal. They're getting uh, Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, Dante Exum from Cleveland. They're getting – I don't even know how to pronounce his name. This is the only player I don't know who in the trade. uh, Rudion's Curix. Um, they're also getting that one, uh, first round pick from Cleveland. Uh, that's actually the Bucks pick. And then they're getting three first round picks, all unprotected from Brooklyn Four pick swaps from Brooklyn as well. If they want to Cleveland's receiving Jared Allen and Torian Prince from Brooklyn and the Pacers are getting Karis LeVert. Holy smokes. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, absolutely. I want to just first off get, um, get Elrod's take on this. What do you think, uh, David, and who do you think maybe got the best of this trade? There's a lot to dive into. So what are your initial thoughts? Okay. Let me set aside your, your question for a second. I have a two part question. The first part, how old is James Harden? Uh, without Googling at 28, without Googling at 28. Okay. I'll believe that. So let's just say he's 20. I'll Google it. I'll Google it though. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But let's just say he's 28. How much more do you think Harden's going to weigh he's when the Rockets? I'm three years off. He's 31. How much more do you? Th- okay. How much more do you think Harden's going to weigh in his mid to late 30s when the Rockets stop receiving picks from the Nets? I think he's fake fat. I think he conned the. I think he conned the Rockets. No, he's fat, dude. He's okay. He's wait, out of wait a minute. Wait a minute. I like that. I like where your head's at. I think he wanted them. I think he was trying to get traded. I don't think he tried. I think he's going to go to Brooklyn and he's going to get in shape real quick. 
this goes to a long-standing feud between me and you, Vinny. Yeah, absolutely. I I've always thought that he's he's for the lack of better words, big boned. Um, <laughs> he's fat right now. Like he came to play out of shape. Um, you know, I've even watched a little bit of Houston this year, and I went back to look at Houston. Uh, in the years past to see if he was really that much bigger. And he is like, you can tell the dude's got a belly where he used to not have the belly. Um, so I think we don't fat. We don't fat shame on this podcast. That's all I say. That's true. That's true. But I think like from what I'm hearing, Harden, it was sad. Like he's so upset lately that, um, I don't know. People eat a lot when they're depressed. And like, I think based off of things that have been going on in the news the last several months, and I guess how things are going in Houston, he's just so unhappy there that like the dude is just hitting up magic cities in every city and he's eating. I feel like I have an interesting take on this because this is from an unverified source, but allegedly Gary Harris, while he was at Michigan state told an unverified source close to me that he had no body fat so he could smoke all the weed that he wanted and pass tests. But he said that everybody on the team was like that because they worked out so much. It's just like, how the fuck is James Harden fat and in the NBA? Like, I don't even get it. Like, I'm not saying he's not fat, but just like from a science standpoint, I don't understand. Like, if fat, like, honestly, more power to him because like he still drops like 40-point triple-doubles while he's fat, so... I don't think it matters. Maybe that triple doubles. We drop forty five and ten on you. Okay, we don't fat shame on the pod, and that I I agree with that. But if we even if we did, which we don't, but even if we did, we are better off than ESPN today. I don't know if you guys saw, but they kept showing the same highlights of Harden in that game against the Lakers that ended up in the interview, and. Uh, there was this layup that he kept doing and I swear he got like four to five inches off the ground in the layup. <laughs> well, <Did he> go <laughs> in? no, it was blocked. <laughs> Watching that Lakers game. Is <laughs> we, can, we can dive back into that here in a little bit. When we talk about like, what is Brooklyn getting and what did they give up? Was it worth it? But like, there was a lot of, a lot of frustrating moments in that game. You know, like there was a point where, he was just he he lost the dribble uh, at the top of the key and got stuck with with just too much dribbling and then he wanted John Wall to come out to him to get the ball and give it back to him and John Wall won it so he just kind of like threw the ball like he was gonna throw it away and John Wall just stood there like what the heck are you doing man like what are you doing you know that game was brutal to watch just just uh to see Harden like he it looked like he didn't care he didn't want to be there and he was like well I'm not going to try in the game then how dare he do that to our boy exactly Exactly. no no he he didn't he didn't care if you saw what Boogie Cousins said then there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he didn't care and yeah he did yeah he ripped him a new one for sure and when Boogie is your 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 vocal leader on the team that's that's just a whole (laughs) nother story right there yeah yeah the Rockets. Yeah, are, yeah. I think the Rockets are winners. I, I, I don't, I don't think anybody's a clear winner or loser yet. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, I was letting someone else go. But I mean, I'll just say as a Cavs fan, getting Jared Allen out of right field is kind of cool. So let me hear that then. Um, 
Pudge, give me kind of your take just on the Cavs because they sent Exum to the Bob Rockets City. in this. Um, they got Jared Allen and Torian Prince, who's not bad off the bench. Um, how what are they going to have City? Kevin Love throwing lobs to Jared Allen? I hope so. I mean, you're you're, <laughs> you're overloaded at guard anyway. I mean, like, well, you're definitely overloaded now. Like, think about um, no, no, the bigs because you've got guard. right, right. But now you've got Jared Allen coming in. You've got Drummond. You've got Kevin Love, and you've got Larry McGee. Nance Jr. and McGee. That's so. perfect. That, that those that's a perfect five rotation at those two spots. Yeah, I, I know that. we talked like about that. it a little bit. Okay, okay. Well, I think this sets up a. Right, right. I think it sets up a Drummond deal potentially. I know you talked to me. That's exactly what me and my dad said. So, um, but anyway, um, and they got Karis LeVert, right? Yeah, but before the trade, I mean, your point guards, you have Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Dante Exum, and Matthew Delvadova. Like, we don't need four point guards. No, for sure. And Exum is always hurt. Karis LeVert went to the Pacers, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So like I'd rather I'll take the big like I don't I, I like I said I thought Drummond was gonna be a rental anyway if we keep him that's fine like if we do it's Lob City like it's the next Lob City dead ass like Colin Sexton is just gonna be throwing oops we're gonna be running the ball in transition like Jared Allen is athletic like both of those guys in the game at the same time with our really athletic guards I think would be really cool um, but realistically it probably sets up a Drummond deal that was my initial reaction I texted my dad he had the exact same reaction been a Cavs fan for you know almost sixty years so. Um, we are. I think that's the, the best team. case scenario for them. You yeah, know, trade drumming for picks, and that's fine. Yeah. Like Jared Allen's athletic; uh, he fits right in with the way that we play. That's fine. Like we're not in a position. Like I said, uh, best case scenario would be seven seed this year for us. So um, that's that's fine. Deal Drummond, get some picks. Continue. To, we've done. We've drafted well. Sexton, Garland, Porter Jr., Okoro. Like those those players are. I like every single one of those picks. So. Um, Continue doing what you're doing, Cavs. Like it's we're not gonna get to the playoffs this year. Hopefully we'll be set up to draft LeBron James Jr. in the lottery and sign LeBron James when he comes off that contract and get one more, but uh that's a, another discussion. Yeah, are you guys going for Bronny? I would I would love to see that because that's how you get LeBron to come back. He said like in his brain, legacy wise, that's what will set him apart from Jordan. And you guys are still trying to get LeBron back? I think that's where he would – if he played with his kid, I think that's where he would want to do it. I don't I don't give – I don't care. I'm not okay. Dan Gilbert. I don't I'm just know. taking the temperature of Cleveland. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, I don't think any – no, I'll tell you this. We're not thinking about that, but no Cavs fan would be opposed to that. Of course. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, like I said, just continue doing – I like our young core. Uh, we're one of the youngest teams in the league. If we can get some good picks out of Drummond, I'd be happy with that. Hey, good trade for Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. They just yeah. dumped a guy that's expiring that is – I mean, he's a class guy. Who all, and, no, um, he didn't want to play there. I, I, uh, I well, love that you said that. I'm, I was born in Indianapolis, and the temperature in Indiana was deal depot. Nobody wanted depot in Indy because he allegedly said in the playoffs last year was telling people to come trade for him in front of his teammates, and they had overheard that. So, like – after getting ah, well. stung by Paul George, nobody wanted Depot in Indiana, and I'll tell you the temperature there is they're very happy with this trade. I think it's well, a great trade. I mean, Oladipo, fantastic, but Lavert, you know, a young player and playing really, really well for Brooklyn right now. Elrod, what were you going to say about it? 
Yeah, playing really well. Levert, I think it's a tax deal too, right? Don't they save a good bit, not only in the cap, but in the cap tax hit? They were going to yeah. lose Oladipo anyways. Um, yep. He's an expiring and he's talking about being traded in front of his teammates. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the contract too, it just makes it that much easier. Like if you think about it, like who would you rather have it? Like the all-star Oladipo, like let's say Oladipo playing at his top level, you know, or would you rather have a young up and coming Karis Levert who, you know, is on a three-year $52 million contract, you know? Um, right. So give me Levert all day, right? Like I like Oladipo. I like what he gives you if you're the Pacers, if he's playing at his, like, at his best. If he's healthy, but, he's all NBA, but that's a big issue. Exactly. Exactly. But Levert also, you have – a young player who hasn't even hit his full potential yet, who is playing out of his mind for the Nets, you know, that's like the biggest loss for, for Brooklyn in this trade, in my opinion, other than the picks. So, so I, I think the bit, well, the game. yeah, yeah, let's, talk, well, let's, yeah. I, I mean, they lost Jared Allen and they lost Lavert. I, I could go back and forth on uh, who's a bigger loss. They don't have any bigs now. Uh, yeah, I mean, DeAndre they got Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, but, you know. Kevin Durant, seven feet tall, damn near. Yeah. Hey, he can't, yeah, but he can't play the five. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, going back into the picks, because I'm really, like, how do you guys feel is about the Brooke picks? Lopez? Because No. What's up? Brooke Lopez is still in the box, right? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Let me see. They have another big. Go ahead, guys. I was going to say, like, how do you guys feel about the picks? Because a lot of people are looking at, you know, first-round picks nowadays in the NBA. They're so much – they're viewed so much differently than they used to. Like, first-round picks used to be a big deal uh, in the NBA. Guys would not trade them. You wouldn't see teams get rid of first-round picks, and now they're just throwing them out there. So, like, Houston literally got three unprotected picks from Brooklyn and then four pick swaps. So, the way that looks is – the three unprotected picks are for 2022, 2024, and 2026, unprotected from Brooklyn. And then you've got the ability to swap picks with Brooklyn in 2021, 23, 25, and 27. Um, that's a I kind of love it. I kind of love it I because like that, that uh, rule, the fact that those picks are even structured in that way anyways is because of Brooklyn. <laughs> yes exactly that's what i was gonna say as a celtics fan i see and we'll get into this with how we feel harden meshes with kd and Kyrie. but as a celtics fan I, like w didn't we do this just like five six years ago and just give brooklyn our top players for all of their first round picks and now what we got tatum and brown out of it you know am i missing am i missing like the personnel connection where somebody went from boston's gm to, or went from boston's front office to houston's uh, i'm not sure about that i didn't see that uh, no i just feel like i feel like somebody did oh it had it to. feels like They're the exact like, hey, same trade for sure exactly so i mean here's the thing too all right um what are what are all the contracts what did Kyrie and kd sign something ridiculous I think that. I I think I heard earlier that KD is in the 41 million range. Kyrie's in the 33, and I yeah, think Harden's I think in the 39 35. range. 
how many yeah. years are we talking? <laughs> KD signed a four-year. Yeah, KD signed a four-year deal, which he didn't even play the first year. So this is his the second year of his four-year deal. And I think Kyrie also signed a four-year deal, but like who knows when he's gonna play. Yeah, well, um, fuck, I hate him. You know, he he's get- just not playing at all right now, obviously. Um, and then how many does how much does Harden have left on his contract? Let's Did you guys see that those three combined is more than the salary or than the um, total salary team salary for five teams? That's crazy. That's insanity. Harden like, set to be a free agent in 2023. So you've got Harden for this year and then two more years. So, but here, but here's the trend. Here's the trend in the NBA, though. It's been, I don't care really how much money I make if I'm one of those middling guys if I get to play with a team that almost guarantees me a ring yeah what the hell's the difference between 30 and 40 million dollars like well I'm saying what's the difference between three and 1.2 or whatever the minimum is yeah they'll just bring in a bunch of minimums for sure I don't know that's crazy that their team is structured in a way to where they can't even have those three I don't know if like anybody else could even do that Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the money works out. But, I mean, I, I think – Go ahead, Elrod. I think Golden State did that only because the cap spiked and they had already – they got a chance to sign KD in the window that it spiked them. Right, which you can also be in the luxury in basketball too, so. Which they right. comfortably are. Right. So, like, let's be honest. Why would you not if you're an Do owner they care, and you, you know? Like why would yeah. any, I don't know what's the rationale. I think we were talking about this with the Red Sox, where it's like, what is the rationale of not spending money as an owner? Like, you're fucking loaded. You're an owner. Like, don't yeah, I don't in? see the rationale. I mean, that's what the big markets do. If you're in a big market, you overspend to have the best players in the world on your team. That's the beauty of having the luxury tax on both NBA and uh, and the Major League Baseball. You know, that's what makes the NFL so exciting. They don't have it. So you can't spend over. I love it. I love it. I I, I, I love that. I, I, I I hate the big market advantage being a pacer or an Indianapolis and Cleveland guy. For sure. I like the hard cap too, but um, I mean, I, do you guys really think that these three are going to be able to play together and everybody be happy to compete for a championship? Cause I can't wrap my head around that. I, 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 I love where you're coming from, but the reality is they need to do it for four games, 16 games. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to make the playoffs. It doesn't really matter how terrible the locker room gets. There's no way they don't get in. And then, like, at that point you're in and you have those three players on the team. Like, But that's where that stuff gets intensified, the 16 games. Yeah, or 20 yeah. or whatever it may be. I mean, that, that, the raw talent right there, I mean, I just – does anybody realistically see them not at least getting to the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, those are- well, here's here's two precedents to consider. We have look, basically all of LeBron's teams where he's had three stars, so Miami, Cleveland, and then to some, I mean, to a lesser extent, the team right now, and <clears throat> then the other precedent is uh, Golden State, and in Golden State, you had a culture 
led by Steve Kerr and led by Steph on court. Uh, that was a pretty strong culture. Everyone fit in, even KD. Uh, and then LeBron's always had that ability to somehow make that work, even with multiple stars, just making somebody take a third seat, <clears throat> you know, whether it's Kevin Love or Bosch or whoever it may be. Who's that here? Who's the LeBron or the Steph? KD. It has to be. KD. Kyrie's unstable. <laughs> Can't trust him. Uh, and and if you're thinking games. about the play- playoffs, like, can you trust James Harden in the playoffs? No, I was going to say the same thing. I was literally going to say the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, KD. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I think with James Harden, what we've seen in his career, like, especially throughout the regular season, the guy can straight ball for 40 minutes of a game. And then that last eight minutes, like, he disappears. And it shows in the playoffs big time. So, I mean, the best thing for Harden – is he has KD like, will he defer to KD? So whenever it comes time to compete, you know, for an actual championship, you have that guy who will hit those shots at the end of a game. I don't understand why everybody wants to be the guy though, either. Like that sounds like a fucking all NBA players wet dream. Like having KD on your team, like, holy shit, (laughs) pressure's off. That's the best guy to ever be able to score. In my opinion, like he's the best scorer ever, in my opinion. So, like, damn, like, if I was James Harden, that'd be the best thing ever. Like, why the hell would I try to take a, a double step back with a hand in my face? when I can Exactly. Who's, you know, seven feet tall and just going to rise above and fucking bang every time. Like, Exactly. And, and Harden has three scoring titles on his own, but you got to remember how that happened. You know, it's because he just carried the whole team. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I also think that one of the interesting parts is like the last time Harden played with KD, we have to remember that he was coming off the bench as a sixth man. Like ever since he's gone to Houston, that has been such a different story and his playing style has been so different. So um, it'll be really interesting. I mean, all three of those guys are ball dominant super ego heavy guy so it's wait are, wait are you saying he's not going to be the sixth man here uh unfortunately i wish he was <laughs> yeah just it's kidding. like mellow when they asked him if he would come off the bench when he went to portland <laughs> <laughs> i'm a 14 time all-star <laughs> uh, yeah i mean um I, 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 my prediction now, now that, now that we're all kind of talking through it, I could legitimately see like Kyrie not really even playing and Katie and James Harden actually meshing together really well. And that being enough to at least get to the finals. I could, I see like the three of them don't work, but there's combos of two that I could see. And that might be enough in the East at least. Well, Kyrie's as unstable as ever, but he was also the same and basically the same Kyrie when he was around LeBron. Like the more we find out about that time, the more we see like Kyrie's yeah, kind yeah, of psychotic LeBron, even then. I, LeBron is the GM. He's the coach. Like does Kevin Durant give a yeah. shit? Like, is he gonna have that influence? Like I feel like LeBron at least like little broed him like enough to to get what he needed out of him. Like as fucked up as that sounds, like I think LeBron yeah. would be able to handle especially, you know, 23-year-old Kyrie versus, you know, 29-year-old Kyrie. Like, his, his head's bigger than ever. So, 
I mean, sure, he was a problem child in Cleveland, but I think LeBron was more mature than Kevin. I think most people would probably agree. So, Or at least has the style that can just dominate somebody right. personality-wise. For sure. For sure. He's more imposing than Kevin. I think most people would agree. I think calling Kevin Durant minimizes him. Just calling him Kevin. He doesn't talk the same guy. <laughs> we will refer to him as Kevin from now on on this pod. <laughs> but I love calling Kevin love Kevin. Like, he reminds me of the guy from SpongeBob um, that catches the jellyfish. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking uh, generational gap. Anyway, go ahead. I think the opposite. I think KD can big brother them, but at least Kyrie because KD is the top three player in this league, you know, and like you said, Jacob, possibly the best scorer to ever play the game. And I think at the end of the day, he's going to say that, like, um, like that's who I am. I mean, he said that. He was like, they, like, you know who I am. You know, he said that in an interview. So, like, I think that he can. I think, I think Kyrie meshes better with KD than Harden. I think when this was first speculation, speculation when they first started talking about trading Harden, I was like, that's like a worse nightmare. I think he throws a huge wrench in all of it um, because I think he's the, possibly the worst out of those three when it comes to the ego, even though Kyrie is off doing who knows what, you know? Um and I just, I just have a hard time. I could see this being an absolute train wreck. Like we talked about a minute ago with the picks and what happened to the Nets when the Celtics made that trade. I could see, you know, Kyrie just not coming back. I could see Harden not working out. And what happens, like what happened in Houston was the entire culture of that team was built around, let's give Harden what he wants. Let's change the system to fit his play. Harden says, I want this player. Let's go get him. They go get him. Oh, I don't like this. Let's get rid of them. I want this player. Let's go get him. They get him. Oh, I don't like him. Get rid of him again. And he's still left, you know, out of shape, unhappy, and playing with absolute, like, pathetic effort. So, you know, I could see if things go wrong, he does the same thing, you know, um who knows what happens with Kyrie he seems like he's willing to not play basketball potentially ever again and then you just got KD <laughs> That's so crazy you know and then what happens now you got Houston with the uh treasure chest of picks and it could be Brooklyn Nets Celtics 2.0 just this time giving Houston the future and the Nets are still the Nets yeah so, and I could be dead wrong. Like they could mesh and they could be like the NBA's worst nightmare, but I, I just have a hard time thinking that's going to happen. Vinny, real quick, did you write any reverse Randy's for Elrod? I didn't, dude. We Neither did. Do, I, do you have any on the spot? No. Um, but I got, I got one. I got one. All right. What we'll do is remember it. Let's get. Elrod's last thoughts here, and then we'll hit him with some reverse Randy's. I'll give another one while he speaks. Go from there. Okay, I'll dissent on your view. I think they'll be just fine. <clears throat> I think they're all motivated there uh, to win. Um, I, I say that uh, in the sense that Kyrie, as whack jobish as he is, 
um, I think he, I think a ring is appealing to him. And I think a ring without LeBron is appealing to him. I think a ring is appealing to Harden. And I'll dissent on your view there and say, listen, imagine you're like a sick, talented superstar athlete and you get paired with, and I guess this is a central question to the, you know, uh, maybe the future success of the Nets is could Harden just not fit in with the specific stars that were handed to him? Chris Paul, someone who's difficult to get along with for some people uh, historically and Russ, who is an enigma unto himself. Although I don't know that he has a reputation of being difficult to get along with. Can he just not get along with those guys specifically, or is it just that he can't really get along with anybody uh, and hasn't figured out and maybe doesn't have the, maturity um you know to figure out how to fit his personality and also his game in with somebody else i, I know that's like lebron's forte um and something we would definitely credit him for he's the example there but can harden do that but that said you get handed two different stars maybe you don't get along with them specifically it just doesn't mesh for whatever reason and the team is just saying, okay, well, James, what do you want us to do? Like, do you want us to, you know, get this person or that person or is Eric Gordon playing too much or whatever it may be? And he says, you know, he answers their questions and still they just don't win. And it's very frustrating being on the pickup team that, you know, and you are decent at basketball and you guys just don't win. You just keep losing and you don't know why and you don't know what to do and you or the best player in your team. I don't know that I, I could see. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. I think Brooklyn could be good. And Hey, awesome for Houston. Yeah. I think, I think Houston's a lot yeah, better without um, Houston and they could damn near be the winners. Yeah. I think Houston's a lot better without them. Um, I think for, for Harden, playing the way he has played so far this year for Harden sh- showing up, out of shape and and looking the way he does right now and his effort i think that houston got way more than what i was anticipating i think the only reason disgusting yeah i think the only reason the nets got this trade over the 76ers is because i think the 76ers were trying to pay you know like 75 cents on the dollar compared to um Brooklyn they said no nah, we're gonna pay a dollar 25 and get that you know um and essentially came in and stole that trade unless Daryl Morey on the Sixers knows something we don't and he was like yeah I like Harden but do I really want Harden um he knows him. Houston got a lot I mean they got a lot um I mean I'm excited to see their starting lineup you know uh Pudge we talked about it earlier um it's our boy uh, Elrod with John Wall. You've got Depot coming in. Um, you know uh, we've got Christian Wood. We've got um, Boogie at the five, and then their three PJ Tucker. Like that's gonna be a good starting lineup if everybody's playing their best. Like that, that's a good team. Sure. So. Yeah, it's, it's a good team, and they're absolutely set up for the future. Brooklyn just completely leveraged itself out <clears throat> uh, for the future. It, it, my guess is they'll probably win um, 
uh, I think those guys can fit together. My guess is they'll probably win, but then they will be absolutely screwed for a half a decade. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, let's finish this off with some reverse Randy's. Uh, Pudge, you got one to start us off with? I have two layups and a fucking half-court shot. All right. Um, Elrod, have you listened to any of our pods so far and heard the reverse Randy's at the end? Teach me. Okay. All so- right. Reverse Randy's basically like it's kind of like the opposites to an extent. It can it be similar. Opposites. Doesn't have to be opposite. So, like, hit me with the easy reverse, Randy, well, the real ones, quick. Fudge. The, well, uh, white wall, white wall, black mirror. Right. And so the last one, uh, Jennifer, the streaming woman. Oh yeah, that's one I hit Pudge with on the first episode, and it was Larry the Cable Guy. Carpenter Blitzen. That was Mason Rudolph. Right. You get the idea, Elrod. Yeah. Yeah. Front grass. Are you asking me? Yeah, front grass. Oh, backwards. Right. Okay. So there you go. Perfect. How do you guys get these so fast? We've heard. So these were all. Those are all reverse Randys that we have either mentioned on the pod. Oh, jeez. I was or... like, God, I'm, I'm yeah. horrible at this game. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, it no think not... about it. It's funny. Like, your reaction yeah. is why we do it. All right, it's hit funny. me with like, it. Listen to you work through it is hilarious. So, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Hit, hit him with one, and then I'll go with one. All right, Indiana boiled turkey. <laughs> I like the poultry reference. Thank you. Uh, Indiana Boiled turkey. Um, I'll be honest, guys. I'm stupid. I got no, 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 no. You clue. Got this. Your hint, your hint, I got is, no your hint clue. is a fast food restaurant, and it has to do, uh, like you said, with poultry. Both the, the answer. Oh, Kentucky Fried well. Chicken. There you go. Boom. Let's yeah. go. All <laughs> yeah. right. I got you. Um, this one you'll appreciate awake in new york it's a movie emily in paris oh no good try awake awake in new york asleep Mm. somewhere i don't fucking know yeah right (laughs) uh Tom Hanks. I don't know. Oh, Sleepless in Seattle. Boom. There you go. All right. All right. Jefferson AD. It's a city. Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, What am I thinking? I was, uh, before you said I was thinking of movies, I was like, hold on a second. I got plenty of these. There's a couple of different BCs. All right, um, let's go with this one real quick. Um, let's do Water Emerald, also a movie. Instead of Water, let's do like um, Blood Diamond. Yes, see, I didn't even have to do it. <laughs> All right, this is the half, like, yes. this is the half court shot. We got less than a minute, so let's see what happens. Chicken palm squaring. 
What? <laughs> Your hint is is boxing. That's the last word. Chicken palm squaring. Yeah, the last word is boxing. That's the hint. Oh, I got it. This is like uh. Vinny, you got it. Yell it. We got less than a minute. Say it. All right. It's barehanded boxing. Bare knuckle boxing. Oh, I was not. I was not going to get that. (laughs) Let's go. I can't believe you got that. Well, shit. All right. This is going to end in like 10 seconds, but. All right. Well, hey, I'm excited to see how this. What's up, guys? We do not pay for Zoom yet, so we need to get that taken care of. Sorry about that. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon.